You're listening to Viking 360, a podcast dedicated to Ripley High School athletics. This podcast is dedicated to bringing the Viking Nation all of the happenings in and around Ripley High School athletics. I'm Brian Johnson. I am a 1993 graduate of Ripley High School, a four-year letterman on the football team, and have been the play-by-play radio voice of the Vikings for nearly a decade. My co-host on Viking 360 is also a Ripley High grad and the longtime public address announcer of Viking Athletics, Mike Rubin. Rube, I'm super excited to finally get this podcast off the ground. What a great time to introduce this new uh, communication tool, Brian. The fall of 2018 has seen so many success stories in Viking sports, such as uh, Viking soccer uh, winning a sectional championship, uh, Lady Viking soccer ranked in the top 10 all season long. You had the uh, Lady Viking cross-country team uh, qualifying for the state meeting. You had the tremendous success of uh, junior uh, Tory Starcher on the cross-country team. In addition, at the same time, Ripley High Academics are rated among the top 10 schools in West Virginia by U.S. News and World Report. Those are the types of positive stories that we'll get a chance to share. Well, Rube, let's jump right into this one, the first episode of Viking 360. We're going to take a look back at the 2018 Hatchet game as well as a look forward to this week's playoff game where the Vikings are back in the Class AAA state playoffs for the first time in nine years. Also, while doing that, we will hear from Greenbrier East perspective from the play-by-play voice of the Spartans. I'll be introducing a feature called Where Are They Now? I had a chat with a Viking football Hall of Fame selection from the 1990s, and he's also getting a team prepared for the football playoffs. Then it's a conversation with a Viking senior who has scored more than 60 points this fall, and he did that as a two-sport athlete. So let's get going with the premiere edition of Viking 360. The Vikings wrap up an impressive regular season in 2018 with a nine-game winning streak, and it all culminated at Flynn Field on Friday night. The Vikings beat the Red Devils 41-7, but the scoring got underway quickly on the first play from scrimmage. Cyrus Castro in the center, two receivers to the near sideline. They're going to give it. Actually, they're going to fake it. Cyrus is going to keep it around the near side. 30, 35, 50. It's a full race. He's lost the race. It's 25, 15, 5. Touchdown, Cyrus Castro. The Vikings didn't look back after that 65-yard touchdown run from Cyrus Castro at the 347 mark. In the first period, the Vikings, thanks to a miscue on special teams, recover a fumble deep in Ravenswood territory. Then Jeremy Harper does the rest. Castro under center, pitches this one to Harper wide. He's got running room in the inside, let it walk into the end zone for an eight-yard Viking touchdown. So the Vikings, at the end of the first quarter, led it 14 to nothing. And then early in the second period, the Vikings are faced with a fourth down and very long before Cyrus Casto and Dalton Myers connect. Fourth and 18 from the 39, same formation for the Vikings pistol. Play action, looking downfield at Cyrus. He's going to throw it deep. He's got Myers caught at the 10. He walks into the end zone. Dalton Myers on fourth and 17 for 38 yards out for the Vikings touchdown. The scoring didn't stop there in the second period. The question mark coming into this ball game rj evans everyone wondered whether he was going to be able to play well he erased all of those questions on this play 
and they give this one to Evans. Slowly running for his block. Here he goes. He's off to the races for the sideline. He's at midfield. 45, 40, 30, 25. He has 3,000 for his players. He goes 92 yards for the Vikings touchdown. R.J. finished the game with six carries and 114 yards in that touchdown that you just listened to as he went over 3,000 yards for his career, becoming the all-time leading rusher at Ripley High School. And as time expired, there was 1.4 seconds remaining on the clock thanks to a screen pass to Evan King. The Vikings had the ball inside the Ravenswood 5. The Vikings got the football spike just in time to run this play as time expired. High formation behind Casso. Evans dotting the eye. They're going to throw it. They turn around and complete. Dawson Anderson. Touchdown, Vikings. Dawson Anderson's first touchdown of his career. Coincidentally enough, he was the spotlight player last week on C98. So a big touchdown for him as scoring completed in the first half. The Vikings led it big 35 to nothing. Both teams held scoreless. In the third period, when the Vikings kicked off the fourth period in uh, a pretty convincing fashion as well from Jeremy Harper. Castro's under center eye formation behind him. They turn around give it to Harper. Running room makes a man miss. He's loose down the far sideline across midfield before he cuts it back in. 30. Off the race is 20. They got 10-5. Touchdown. Harper from 68 yards out as he inches closer and closer to 1,000 yards for his senior season. And if he's able to get that this week against Greenbrier East, he and RJ will be the first time in the Viking backfield has had 1,000-plus yards apiece in school history, which is hard to believe when you think about all the great running attacks we've had here under Coach Marino, now under Coach Smolder, under Coach Frazier as well. The Vikings uh, led it 41 to nothing at that point and were hoping to preserve the shutout, but were unable to do so as Luke Jackson scored from one yard out with 117 remaining in the ballgame to finish the scoring off at 41 to 7. That's five in a row for the Vikings over the Devils as they will retain the hatchet for another year. And the Vikings will look forward to hosting the Greenbrier East Spartans at Death Valley Memorial Stadium next week as we will preview that game right now. It's playoff time, folks, and finally the Viking Nation, the Viking players, past and present, get the opportunity to enjoy the blue and white back in the postseason for the first time in nine years. 2009, the last time the Vikings were in the playoffs, and 2002, the last time the Vikings hosted a home playoff game. So it's been 16 long years that we've been waiting for what we're going to get this week, and that is a home playoff game where the Vikings will host the Greenbrier East Spartans. And the Spartan team that the Vikings faced off against almost a month ago over in Lewisburg, the Vikings really fell behind quickly on a big play, on the first play from scrimmage, an 80-yard hook and ladder play uh, pass went from Kyle King to Brandon Honaker. Brandon Honaker pitched it to Colby Pinner, and he did the rest of the work as the Spartans jumped on top 7 to nothing in a really close, hard-fought game that came right down to the end of that ball game, and the Vikings were able to hang on thanks in part to a couple of extra points by Viking place kicker Davison Flint. He was 4-for-4 four four that night, and that 
ended up being the difference in the ball game. The Vikings actually outgained in that one, 399 to 324. So big plays are really a part of what the Spartans were trying to accomplish in that ball game. R.J. Evans, you might wonder, had 21 carries for 135 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, they pretty much held Jeremy Harper in check, 10 carries for 27 yards. So that'll be a big key for tonight. The Vikings were unable to contain Colby Penner. He had nine rushes for 149 yards and two touchdowns. He also had two receptions for 53 yards and a touchdown. He accounted for more than 200 yards in three of the Spartans' touchdowns. So that's certainly going to be part of the ball game the Vikings are going to have to contend with. They're going to have to figure out how to slow him down a little bit. They have a extremely physical backfield. Marion Lawson, he came out uh, and was really trying to impose his will early in that ball game, along with Jalen Battle. He had 23 carries for 107 yards. So the the Spartans, much like the Vikings, I think you will see this week. Uh, the two teams, very similar in style uh, and also demographic. I mean, the kids are very similar. The fan bases are similar. And uh, it's gonna, it should be a good matchup. These two teams, it'll be the fourth time in, in the school's histories that they've matched up on the gridiron. The Vikings lead that series 2-1 to one with the victory this year. And um, I had a moment to catch up with uh, Jeff Campbell, the voice of the Greenbrier East Spartans. He's with WRON 103, the Bear in Lewisburg. And uh, Jeff... Tell us about your Greenbrier East Spartans. Well, Brian, this is a program that is making only its second playoff appearance in 20 years. Uh, he's made the playoffs back in 2015 for the first time. At that point, in 17 years. And now this is the second time, not only in 20 years, but now in four years. So uh, Coach Ray Lee is trying to get the program turned around. Uh, he's in his seventh year now. He's really done a great job. And one thing he's trying to do is to uh, change the culture of the program. We had a period uh, one time from about 04 to I think about 12, 13. We had about we had five different head coaches in 10 seasons. So you know, it's really impossible to build any kind of uh, stability when you don't have consistency in your head coach. Yeah, you know, Jeff, you and I talked about that. These two programs really mirrored each other for a long time as far as players, the schools themselves, the coaching staffs, and, you know, we'd always talked about how this was such a great matchup on the gridiron, and we'd only played previously twice until this year, and now here we are. Uh, we're going to play twice in a month. Well, and, and, you know, in those past three meetings combined, I mean, the scores have all been close. Uh, the last two scores have been exactly the same scores at 28 to 26, and, uh, you know, you and I have talked about it for a long time. We have but we really have the same kind of kids, uh, Greenbrier, East Santa Ripley. So, uh, you know, I had begged Steve Lowe for a long time as a friend of mine, athletic director at Ripley, that, you know, we should be playing football against each other. And you and I have agreed on that for a long time, too. Talk about your team, uh, Jeff, and just the improvement and, and the way you finished the year off. I mean, you had a huge second half in the final game of the season to, to push yourself into the playoffs. And I know we talked – uh, previously, before the first game, that whoever won that game could end up going a long way to determining who got the uh, home field advantage for the first round. Fortunately for the Vikings, we got that. But had the 
score been flipped, we might be heading back to Greens or uh, Lewisburg this week. Well, you know, this is a team that last year was two and eight, but you could tell last year that there was going to be a lot of uh, you know skilled players that were talented back on this year's team. The thing I like most about this team is we only have four seniors this year, and one of them plays significantly, and that's Jalen Battle, who's 44 yards from a thousand on the season. Uh, it's a program that you know is trying to trying to basically recover from <clears throat> from playing in a Mountain State Athletic Conference, and and you know what kind of war that is uh, week in week out. I mean, it's it's the kind of schedule that you know can really destroy a football program. Yeah, we're very. Uh... We we understand that completely. The Vikings uh, really their uh, just first full year out of it, so uh, it's definitely uh, uh, been taxing on our football program for sure. But Jeff, it's it's exciting for us as as well. I know it is for your community to be in the position we are, and we're definitely looking forward to having you guys up here Friday night. Yeah, we're looking forward to it too. You know, again, they had a great game there just a few weeks ago, and uh, you know, Ripley Ripley to their credit. Uh, made the plays when it mattered, and, uh, you know, I think we match up really well, and uh, I'm just looking forward to it, and I know our community is too. Well, Jeff, have safe travels coming up, buddy, and uh, make sure you don't stop and eat somewhere. We'll have some good food for you. That sounds great, Brian. I appreciate and uh, good talking to you, and I'll see you on Friday night. Joining us for the Where Are They Now segment is Viking Football Hall of Famer Adam King. Welcome, Adam. Hey, how you doing, Rube? Folks, Adam is remembered as one of Ripley High's all-time leading rushers, gaining around 3,000 yards in the 1990s. Um, Adam, Viking football was perhaps at its peak uh, during your tenure here under Coach Frank Marino. Uh, what was it like to play in Viking football during that era? Oh, it was great. Uh, you know, we, we had a lot of success, and uh, we had uh, – some great, uh, some great teams there, and uh, a lot of camaraderie within the players. Uh, probably remember more than anything how close we were as a team. And I remember you went, you were pretty regular in the playoffs in that era, uh, 1996, and then of course the 1997 year. I believe your junior season was one of the most remarkable wins in West Virginia playoff history, as the Vikings were the 16th seed and went to number one uh, Morgantown High and knocked off uh, the top-ranked Mohegans. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was a, that was a big win for us. Uh, I hear, still hear people you know, talk all the time that they should um, go back down to only eight teams making the playoffs, and I'm always quick to remind them that uh, sometimes those lower seeds, even, even at 16, uh, you know, can get that victory. And I've told them before that I've actually – I've actually lived that before, so it's pretty cool to uh, for uh, to be able to say that and say, you know, all 16 teams have got a shot, truly have a shot when they get in there. That was truly a great moment in Viking football history. Um, I, I remember that game well. And speaking of Morgantown, you went on to play at uh, WVU, and it had to be uh, a dream come true for someone who grew up as a Mountaineer football fans so uh, what are some of your memories of wearing the blue and gold after you finished in the blue and white uh you know that was that was true obviously i kind of had that as a goal was to go on and i went was fortunate enough to walk on and 
and be able to be on uh, the team for five years. And um, we were able to, my senior year, we were able to win the Big East Championship. So um, that was that was probably the highlight. And um, we uh, we went on to the, get a play in a New Year's Day Bowl and the Gator Bowl. And, you know, it was a, a fitting end to, to a great, great five years of my life. And now moving up uh, a little bit in time, Adam, you're now on the coaching staff of what is considered one of the most successful uh, high school uh, football programs in the state of West Virginia. Uh, the Bridgeport Indian Indians are back in the playoffs once again. Uh, tell us about your coaching responsibilities at Bridgeport, and what is it that makes this program such a consistent winner? Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been the defensive coordinator there now for a few years uh, and been, have been on staff since uh, 2010, and uh, so this is my ninth year. And uh, the biggest thing that I'd say about Bridgeport is um, we, are, we are able to uh, get a, a full community backing when it comes to football. We have over 150 kids that play uh, on our youth football teams, and um, – you know, we have big numbers at the middle school. We're still able to have a freshman team, uh, full JV schedule. So we just, uh, you know, for a school with 800 kids, we have a lot of people participating in football. And, and as high school coaches, that helps us out immensely. And, Adam, good luck as the Indians take on the, the Frankfurt Falcons in a home game here in the first round of the playoffs as well. Yes, thank you. Uh, they're uh, they're going to be a challenge for us. They're one of those uh, those seeds that we talked about earlier. That you know we were the 16 seed to beat Morgantown in '97, and you know I kind of have thought of that in the back of my mind because they look pretty good on film. As we wrap this thing up, Adam, uh, tell us a little bit about your teaching career uh, there in Harrison County and your family. Bring us up to date. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm currently a phys ed and health teacher at Lincoln High School in Shenston, which is about 15 minutes from Bridgeport. Um, so I've kind of switched around. I taught some elementary school phys ed and then taught some special education, and now I'm back in, in the phys ed and health world. Um, and then I have uh, my wife, Casey. She's a state champion Bridgeport cheerleader. And uh, my two sons, Brooks, who is playing in the Bridgeport uh, Youth Football League. He is in the state championship against uh, Summersville on uh, on Saturday. I'm sorry, not state championship, uh, their conference championship that they play. And then uh, my younger son Cooper, who is six, and he he's not yet he's not yet put on the pads yet, but I'm sure he'll be following suit pretty quickly. Very good. Adam King has been our guest on the. Where are they now segment? Up next, a Viking senior who has put a lot of points on the board, and he's done so in two sports. That coming up when Viking 360 continues. Now I'm joined by a member of the Ripley High senior class who has put together a remarkable fall semester here at Ripley High. Davidson Flint is not only a standout on the Viking soccer team this year, but he has also moved into a pivotal role with the Viking football team. Welcome to number 17 in soccer and number 81 in football, Davison Flint. Good to have you with us, Davison. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about soccer first. You have been a regular for Coach Tim Ross's team for a few seasons, but the Vikings seem to really put it together during the second half of your senior season, winning 
or tying 11 of your last 12 games. What was the difference? Yeah, Tim Ross kind of, Tim Ross and Victor Boyce, they kind of saw that we were struggling a little bit with how our formation was and what we were doing, and they mixed up our formation, and it kind of turned around our season. And the winning continued at tournament time by defeating Parkersburg South, and then our old soccer nemesis, uh, Parkersburg High, in double overtime in the sectional. That had to be a thrill for you. It was a thrill for me, scoring the winning goal, the defender kind of gifted it to me, but we finally beat Parkersburg in my last season. Every every season that I'd played soccer, we'd always go to that sectional championship and lose to them, and it was bittersweet to finally beat them. And even in the regional, uh, the team playing here at home had a lead and nearly pulled off the big upset against uh, the Hurricane Redskins. Other than that, your team, you could have been in the the soccer state tournament as well as the football state tournament. Yeah, we were one goal away, and I don't think very many people could say that they were in both state tournaments. That's so true. That would have been crazy. Well, congratulations on a great senior season with 31 goals and 13 assists uh, soccer-wise. We're talking with Ripley High senior Davison Flint. Now let's move on to your other role. Tell us about your decision to pull double duty as a place kicker for the Viking football team. I'd kind of had some experience before, around 6th or 7th grade. My mom had me doing lessons with Brian Johnson and uh, another guy from Parkersburg that was a WVU kicker. And when soccer kind of started around again, we kind of forgot about it. And now that my senior year is here and Ryan Chateau and Jacob Castro aren't around to do it anymore, Caden Keeler and Josh Kay and Cyrus Castro, they all kind of got me to come out and I've had so much fun with it ever since. And it seemed like you contributed uh, right away as a punter, averaging uh, 33 yards per kick, as a place kicker, scoring 36 points for the Vikings while converting 86% of your PATs. But what has been the most gratifying aspect for you as a Viking football player? Probably just being around my friends and being just having this group of friends that's been like as a group, as a whole, for all through our years of school. And we're finally here, and we've always talked about doing good in football, and it's finally happened this year, and we've pulled together one of the best seasons. So probably being around all my friends and enjoying our success is probably the most gratifying thing. And Davison scored the decisive points in the regular season matchup against uh, Greenbrier East. That will be Friday's playoff opponent. We're talking with senior kicker Davison Flint, and you're listening to Viking 360. So, Rube, to summarize um, this podcast, we'll talk about this season for the Vikings. That's what's paramount right now, Viking football and the year that they've had. And what a great job Coach Eddie Smolder's done in his fourth year here at Ripley High School, going 9-1, and one, best record, best regular season record since 1989. It's truly been a, a great ride uh, with the Vikings this fall, and We'll hope that journey continues for a few more weeks. Fifteen seniors, Rube. Uh, we don't want to really sit here and name all of them, but what an, an asset they've been to the program. They've been through some down times, and, and they're getting their payback now. They really are. It's been a, a wonderful tribute to the fact that they've stuck with it during the tough times, and it's all paying off. The excitement around town is uh, – about ready to burst as well. I mean, the, the town is decorated, and the, the people everywhere you go are talking about Friday night. It's just a great feeling around Ripley. It really is. It's an exciting time, and this is what 
small town America is all about. So we're going to do some predictions, Rube. Um, and I'm not the best at this, but this will be a, a, a recording of our predictions. So whoever wins can go back and brag about it later, right? So my prediction for this week is Vikings 31, Greenberry Spartans 28. I have a Davison Flint field goal as the deciding factor, his first of the season. Very good. Uh, I'm going to go with a similar uh, prediction. I'm going to say uh, Ripley 24, uh, Greenbrier East 17. Either way, we're going to be happy and most likely headed to Musselman next week. So we will see. But that will do it for the premier edition of the Viking 360. Until next time, we'll see you around.